Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips brought to you by the Hunt Lift Deep podcast. I'm Carter, and we got we got a solid crew here today, and uh, we're talking something very important, and we're talking sleep. We're talking sleep today, and uh, I got two experts on here um, to bring us some good tips. Um, we got well, let's let's start with our let's start with our newbie here. We got Jessica, HLE team member. Jessica, Jessica, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks, Carter. Um, my name is Jessica Mays. I've been part of the team since um, last fall. Um, this is my first podcast, my first Tuesday tips. I'm excited. Um, I'm a health and fitness coach. I've been doing that off and on. Um, different capacities, not off and on since 2015, um, did commercial fitness and stumbled into corporate wellness, which is what I do full time. Um, and then I also have my own coaching business on the side and I kind of work with a little bit of everybody. Um, so I'm excited to talk sleep as it is a constant recurring conversation with every single one of my clients. Heck yeah, that's huge. Glad to have you on. Sorry it took so long. That's my bad. We'll be I had every episode after this. Yeah, yeah, it was busy. <laughs> we got married, new job, house, uh, all in the last couple of months. I guess almost a year since the wedding. So it was kind of a busy. Join the team in the middle of all of that. So I'm excited to to dive in with you guys. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. And we got the one and only Dr. Heather Morales coming on. What's up, Heather? Not too much. How are you guys? We're good. Um, I didn't really know this about you, but you have one, I think you do and have done everything, which is really cool. But <laughs> your your background in, in martial arts and the fighting world, that's that's recent news to me, Heather. You're like a total badass. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's actually um, how I got started. When I first graduated chiropractic school, um, I had a boxer reach out to me to sponsor him, and I did not know anything about that world. And he said, you know, I'm going to try to join the UFC. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but okay. And I wanted to really understand what it meant. So I decided to take classes, and that was the wrong idea because I got addicted to it. <laughs> so that's been my whole world, really, is a lot of boxing, MMA. Um, I still have some old patients that are still on the UFC cards so it's kind of cool to watch them on TV still. That's crazy. We need to unpack that in a separate podcast. But <laughs> yeah, when totally I put different that one, yeah. together recently, I was like, I was like, what? She does everything. That's crazy. <laughs> That's super cool. All right. Um, we got two. I, I would say both of you care a fair deal about health and fitness. Is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're talking sleep. Um, and this kind of the origin of this topic, I guess, kind of started in December. Jessica, you came on and talked to my high school class. I was teaching an elective called Life Hacks. And we did like a health and wellness kind of overarching, you know, broad spectrum, everything from nutrition to, you know, your sleep and, and things like that. And that really got my wheels turning. And after seeing your passion and, and talking with those kids, um, I was like, man, maybe adults need to hear about this too. Yeah, definitely. I think we focus on kids and focus on teens, you know, cause we know how developmentally important it is um, that they have sleep. 
Um, but then after that, we kind of lose the focus, especially if they're our own kids, right? We're focusing on them as a priority, um, you know, but we don't tend to put sleep at the priority. Um, you know, so if I had to kind of summarize it, um, and I've spent a lot of time kind of thinking about is just really not to underestimate throughout entire life how crucial and essential um, sleep is for our body to function for absolutely every process. Um, you know, so talking with those kids and those teens, especially athletes and Heather talking, you know, your UFC um, patients and clients. And then mm-hmm. I was a bodybuilder for several years. Um, every single facet of life, it's, it's really important. And I kind of found that out the hard way. Um, I kind of like Heather, as I was graduating, really with my bachelor's, I got pulled into bodybuilding. Um, you know, so I'm putting my science and my knowledge to practice firsthand. I coach myself off and on. Um, and then I got my master's and continued to kind of coach myself. But it was really easy to see through that uh, firsthand. The more you do with your body, the more sleep that you need, um, just at the basic level. And, you know, that goes from healing and recovery to our hormone synthesis and our rest and our recovery. Just, I mean, every little thing you can kind of break down what the body does and it somehow kind of ties back to how it's impacted by our sleep. Yeah. And Heather, you're training for a certain goal right now as well, right? So like that sleep is extremely paramount in your life as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, even being a mom, I would say (laughs) sleep is definitely important. Well, yeah, Um, for sure, right? (laughs) When you get it. Um, Yeah, I I have done one bodybuilding show. Um, I'm hoping to do one again this year. But it is, it's kind of taking a step back also, making sure I'm getting enough sleep. My stress levels are decreased because I'm not going to get to that goal. I'm going to burn myself out, right, if I don't focus on those things first. So I'm just kind of taking it, you know, week by week, month by month, and just seeing how my body does. And then depending on where I'm at is depending on what I'll do a show too. Yeah, and it all kind of hinges, like, you know, you everybody talks about, like, the big thing now is, like, talking about, I feel like nutrition is at at the forefront of the health and fitness world right now. And, you know, hitting your macros and protein intake and like, you know, carbs and fats and and all that kind of stuff. And that's like very popular right now. And it is, it's like super important. And then, you know, hypertrophy and like all these like buzzwords, you know, in, in the weightlifting world and like all that is great. But if you're missing this key component, if you're not getting enough adequate, like good sleep, um, you're really hurting yourself in the long run, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, again, it kind of goes down to everything, um, you know, that we're pushing for while we're training, you know, whether it's your first timer in the gym and you're trying to just grow or to lose body fat, or if you're like Heather and you're, you know, getting, trying to prep for a bodybuilding show, you know, if you're not sleeping, um, you're not recovering, you're not really allowing your body the ability to have that muscle muscle synthesis, which, you know, most of that, most of our rest, most of our recovery happens while we're asleep. So the less time we have to sleep, you know, the less recovery we're getting, but then also digging to um, something that I really learned during prep was, um, excess like lack of sleep um increases our our hunger hormones too um so then 
you kind of shoot yourself in the foot nutrition wise, if you are a lack of sleep, chronically undersleeping, or doing something where maybe you need more sleep, you need that nine or 10 hours instead of that seven or eight hours, um, you're going to be hungrier and you're going to end up, you know, kind of eating more than you should. Those late nights up, think about it, you know, you're kind of up late at night, you for some reason are more hungry versus if you're in bed at that time. Um, that kind of comes from lack of sleep. So it kind of ties back to nutrition is definitely important, but we can also shoot ourselves in the foot with nutrition by not sleeping. For sure. And if we're talking like specific tips today for people to take away, you know, um, I, I'm happy to, I'll kick it off here, but like I really studied, started studying sleep. I, I listened to a podcast with uh, a guy named Doc, Dr. Matthew Walker, who's like big, big sleep guy, big sleep uh, name in, in the world. And I listened to a podcast with him and I was fascinated. I'm not a big science guy. And I was just fascinated. It was like three hours of him talking about how important sleep was and like, you know, the effects that alcohol have on your sleep and the importance of actually hitting you know, thinking about sleep as like the full sleep cycle. And, you know, you may be asleep, but you're not getting restful sleep, um, depending on a lot of different factors going on in your life. And the one that really stuck out to me, the, the little tidbit that he had was like, for males, right? And, and this is talking about like hormone production, and the importance of sleep and regulating all of that. But like for males, if if men are not getting adequate sleep, like seven to eight hours of sleep a night, and I, I try to tell this to my high school kids all the time because I know I didn't sleep enough in high school and college, and I probably don't now, right? Because I got a two-year-old and a six-week-old, and you have to prioritize it. But if you're not getting that seven to eight hours of sleep, your body is producing the testosterone levels of someone 10 years your senior, right? So you're extremely limiting yourself with testosterone production. And if you're trying to build muscle or trying to maintain lean muscle, or if you're trying, you know, if that's something that's important to you, mu muscle synthesis, you're instantly aging yourself by 10 years if you're getting six or less hours of sleep, right? Because you hear people talk about like, oh, I got five hours, I got six hours. People like almost brag about it, right? Like, oh, I can function really well on very little sleep, especially like a lot of our friends in the military and stuff like that, where that's just part of a job. But that is a massive limiting factor on hormone production. That's crazy. Absolutely. And I was going to say with that too, that was going to be one of my tips was I have a lot of patients that come in, oh, I'm just tired all the time. Oh, it's, you know, I'm just getting older. And I don't think people realize as you do age, your hormones do change, right? And especially for men, you see all these testosterone clinics and it's all geared towards men, but even for women, nobody talks about hormones, right? They just, oh yeah, I'm just an older woman. I'm going to menopause. Oh, I'm just a mom. Oh, I'm, I'm never going to get sleep. I'll just have another cup of coffee. But really, I mean, if you do have any symptoms of you're not getting good sleep, um, you're not sleeping through the night, you're waking up still exhausted, definitely make sure you talk to a doctor to get your hormones checked because that is something that definitely should be addressed 100%. Yeah, just kind of piggybacking off of that, I think my my tip was going to be just get as much like good 
quality sleep as consistently as you can, right? It's not going to be every day, especially again, talking to parents, we're talking about during hunting season, different things. I know I do not get enough sleep during hunting season when I like have two or three crucial weeks where I can take off work and really hit it hard. Like I'm super sleep deprived, but then coming out of that, I'm getting back into the swing of things. Um, but it does decrease your sex hormones and talking testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, and it is super important as a female and just because it is kind of a taboo talking my personal experience coming out of that bodybuilding, um, you know, phase in my life. Um, coming off my last couple of shows, I did two back to back, went to nationals. Again, super high stress, definitely not getting the rest that I need. And and I ended up with hormone problems because I ignored those red flags. Um, and so again, definitely taking a step back, uh, females too, just because Heather brought that up, you know, it is important for men. We hear it way more for men, but females too, we're not sleeping. And I feel like that just kind of, as you get older, if you have kids, the, the maternal part of that, like lack of sleep just kind of becomes ingrained into who we are. Um, but you're cutting down the amount of hormones that you synthesize. Um, and then that also can kind of feed into higher anxiety and higher depression. And that some of that can stem from hormone imbalances. So the sleepiness is just one of those many factors that kind of just, you get this vicious cycle going of things um, surrounding lack of sleep and, and high stress. You start to see a lot of other symptoms and they kind of go hand in hand. Do y'all see this with your clients or people that you coach? Um, like people looking for a quick fix when they're exhausted all the time, right? Because like, that's an, unfortunately, I feel like that's like a normal thing, right? Like, I feel like, you know, I'm 30, right? And I feel like none of my friends are like, oh, I feel very well rested. And like, I am super on top of my sleep and crushing it. Um, do y'all see that like people looking for a quick fix? Like I need to take this or I need to do this instead of like maybe addressing the root of the issue. And maybe, I don't know, prioritizing putting your phone down an hour before bedtime or like whatever. Do you guys see that? 100%. Yeah, <laughs> I think everybody definitely. reaches towards caffeine, right? And then you would do this cycle. <laughs> yep. That's what I was going to say. A lot of caffeine abuse, um, you know, and then, well, I got to focus on eating a lot of carbs, which, you know, isn't wrong. And I would much rather have someone focusing on increasing carbs and cutting them out. Um, but never is the conversation from the client initially, oh, I'm getting 10 hours of sleep and I'm doing this and this and I'm still tired. So now what? So it, we, I always kind of take it back versus let's get some blood work done. Let's look at our stress levels and sleep. So of course, nutrition and workouts are always like, you know, this is what the client wants. But in order to see that progress, every single conversation starts with sleep sleep and stress reduction and then looking at blood work and if needing follow-up then I send them to a hormone specialist you know but it is typically a quick fix caffeine let me make sure I'm eating enough carbs and you know things that are energy producing which again is a good conversation to have but long term you know not healthy and not helping you know the root cause of things and you saw this in that in my classroom when you talk to all those kids like you could even see on zoom how many monster cans or like whatever rock star cans or like whatever were on the kids desks um and you got a lot of questions like this was a topic that sparked a lot of questions from high school kids which is not easy to do right to get them to give a crap about anything but like they were like whoa am i abusing caffeine like am i taking too much caffeine and you were like yeah probably absolutely probably definitely <laughs> 
Yeah, honestly, I was really surprised. I haven't been around teenagers in a while. I've got nieces and nephews that are younger, but like teens are just, it's not a group I've been around in a while. So talking to them about the amount of caffeine, I know growing up, that's not something I was exposed to. It was like absolutely no coffee till you're, you know, like 18 type of thing, which I'm very thankful my parents instilled at this point in my life, knowing what I know. But I love that kids are in the gym, but they're, I you know, social media, you're seeing it, adults taking pre-workout and taking energy drinks and all this other stuff. And then they're getting exposed to that a lot younger. So yeah, seeing these 16, 17 year olds with monsters and they're like, oh, I drink like three of these a day. And then I go double scoop of pre-workout before I work out. Like that's also affecting the adrenal glands or the adrenal system, you know, and your kind of ability to have that natural energy that you should have versus just talking sleep, you know, and we did have that conversation, which like you said, was great, was happy to have that conversation. And they were interested in, oh, am I abusing it? I never sleep. You know, that's part of it is they're just the sleep problems starting younger and younger. And so then that caffeine abuse kind of starts younger, I think too, versus going back to making sure we're getting high quality sleep as now a teenager. And that kind of sets us up for probably poor sleep throughout our adult life as well when, you know, we don't have kids or we don't have other things in college and things like that in the mix, but just a night of, I need to get sleep. And it's like, no, just grab some coffee. I'll be fine. You know, like, and that's just kind of the mindset that we end up falling into. Yeah. I was going to say with, especially because we're all doing the cycle, right, of the no sleep and the caffeine, I think we underestimate just how much we need water, right? Like we're taking caffeine all the time, but we're dehydrating ourselves And especially with brain health, which is something I really got into the last year, I mean, we're dehydrating our brain. Our brain has got a lot of water content in it. So, you know, we feel very foggy and just kind of out of it, not really awake because we're not even hydrating our bodies and giving our body the key thing that it needs the most just to function. So, um, you know, if you're even going to have caffeine, definitely make sure you're drinking your water because you need to up your water if you're having caffeine throughout the day, too. For sure. And that's like a relatively easy fix, right? There's, there's a pretty low barrier to entry to, hey, you should probably just drink a little more water, right? That's doable. Exactly. And you've worked a lot with like TBIs and, you know, head injuries and stuff like that too, Heather, right? That's kind of like a passion for you. And yeah, like, absolutely. When, yeah. You, when I, yeah, when I saw you mention that, I was like, dude, my memory is garbage. I've had a bunch of concussions, right? I have sleep apnea, right? So like my brain is not getting enough oxygen when I sleep for real, right? That's why I'm exhausted all the time. Uh, I had a grandfather who had Alzheimer's, right? All of these signs, right, are like pointing to the root cause here being sleep, right? Yeah, exactly. 100%. Sleep and nutrition, I feel like we underestimate the power of it. And we focus on all these cool things on the market, supplements, which supplements are great, but, you know, whole foods, nutrition, water, sleep. I mean, that's the basic needs that we our body has to have. And, you know, all these other supplements are great, but we need to focus on the free things that we can get our um, nutrition from. What are some other things that we can do uh, to help improve or prioritize our sleep from y'all's you know, professional point of view? Um, something I kind of take back. So I do, or used to do a lot of, um, health coaching in my previous role. Um, and so a lot of our conversation actually was about kind of good sleep hygiene and good sleep routines. Um, and I feel like it's something that just gets 
you know, kind of underestimated a little bit. Like I just go to bed when I get things done and that's great. You know, even if it can't be a set time, like kind of still having a good routine of, of what kind of signals your body into going to sleep. So now that TVs are in our bedrooms and phones are at our hands, like that screen time and the light really does affect our, our brain into just thinking like it's time to just still stay stimulated and still stay awake versus naturally kind of like winding down for the night. Um, so something I typically tell people, especially if they have kids is like, think about what your kids rules are at night, right? Like no screen time. You don't have the bedroom lights all on, right? Like maybe a lamp. So that darkness at night kind of signals our body to start releasing natural amounts of melatonin, which makes us feel sleepy. Um, and then you're like, Hey, if you're still not ready to go to bed, maybe read for a little bit. And that can strain your eyes and make you sleepy too. So like kind of taking it back to just the basics of having a good routine. It doesn't have to be the exact same thing every day, but just something that lets your body know like, hey, it's it's time. Like it's time to wind down, um, especially if you're somebody that like, I can't ever seem to fall asleep before a certain time or I lay in bed and I'm, I'm awake. Like try not to scroll social media. Try like once you're in bed, just be in bed read if you're tired or something that's just not involving a screen. Um, and then something for people too, that just can't turn their mind off the like, you know, anxiety maybe, or the, I've got to do this and this and this is I tell people to like, take a big notepad to bed if you need to. And like jot down your to-do list, jot down your like, this is what's on my mind kind of. And then that way too, like the next day you've kind of got your, all right, this is what I've got to get accomplished. But like for those people that just kind of can't take that step back to just, I've got all these things running through and I didn't get this done today. Like put that thought on paper to kind of just get it out of your mind space. And then that way you could just be in a really good place to just wind down and turn it off for the night. Yeah. I think with that too, Jessica, it's like, you know, I think some of us get into this, Oh, I can't go to sleep. Let me just scroll TikTok, Right. Let me just go on Instagram. And, you know, I feel like if somebody has to absolutely do that, just to, you know, wind themselves down, I mean, go buy some blue light blocker glasses. Those are so cheap and that's going to help start to train your brain. Okay, let's get rid of some of that blue light or, you know, on the iPhone, they have this really cool um, setting where you can put a red screen on your phone. So you're not getting quite as much as that blue light. So it's tricking your brain into thinking, okay, it's it's time to start going to bed um, or even having like blackout curtains. You know, if some, pe- some people live in the city and they get the, the street light noise that comes in through their window having blackout curtains to make sure you're winding yourself down too, um, or shift workers. You know, I have a lot of, a lot of patients that are nurses, they work overnight and during the day they have to sleep Well, they need to train their brain the proper way to wind down. So a good blackout curtain is good to help out too. Yeah. I was going to ask how, how legit are the, the blue blocker glasses? Cause I'll try anything that helps, right? Especially if that can help your eyes and your brain kind of slow down before bed. So that's good to hear. That's an easy, easier fix. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or at least another tool to have in the in the toolbox kind of thing. Yeah, and Heather brings up a really good point. My husband actually works nights. Um, uh, so the blackout curtains and kind of just creating 
that comfortable atmosphere, I think is really important to whether you're a nighttime sleeper or a daytime sleeper, making sure it's dark, making sure it's a comfortable temperature for you, which science says cooler is better, but everybody likes to sleep cold. So I'm not going to say there's a specific number, but making sure that you're comfortable, right? Like you've got a good setup pillow. It's not hot. If you need a fan, if you need noise. Um, and I do feel like that's really important for those daytime sleepers. Um, my husband pretty much, I, I joke that it's like soundproof back there, but like we've got fans on, we've got blackout curtains. It is absolutely, if I have to go in there like to find something during the day, I'm walking into stuff because like it's, it's super dark. So, you know, even if you're a nighttime sleeper, like creating that environment too. Um, you know, the bedroom is just for like sleep, right? Don't take work to bed, things like that. Just go to bed <laughs> when it's time. <laughs> Ever since having kids, we've been on team uh, team sound machine too, which has made a big difference for me. Yeah, like sometimes awesome. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I can't be unique in the fact that like on Sunday evenings, my mind is racing for the week ahead. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't go to sleep. Um, turn that sound machine on. You know, I might start taking that. I might take a pad and pen next to my bed tonight, Jessica, and give that a try. Um, see if that'll help too. I like that practice. I used to say like, use your app on your phone, right? Like your notes, but again, just trying to cut down on that screen time. So if your phone's easier, sure, you know, it doesn't hurt to be clearing your mind by jotting down notes that way, but still also, you know, the flip side is cutting down screen time. So I'm also very much a like written, I'm sitting at my work desk and I've got like sticky notes. Like I'm very much a like written paper kind of person. So that works better for me, but if your phone's easier, then, you know, by all means. <laughs> That's awesome. You guys got any other uh, sleep tips or sleep facts that people need to know about to take into consideration? I'd say, Jessica, you kind of touched a little bit on it. Um, you mentioned pillow. From a chiropractor standpoint, definitely having a good supportive pillow so you're not flipping and flopping in the middle of the night in pain and you're actually getting good quality sleep. Um, I usually have a nice pillow that's supporting my neck. So I'm a side sleeper. So I'm sitting or sleeping pretty neutral. And then I put a pillow between my knees and then I wrap my arms around a pillow. So I have a lot of pillows going on, but um, I sleep through the night. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, my kids kick me in the head sometimes when they're sleeping with me. So I can't help that. But um, I'm making sure that my body is in a neutral position. So that way, like when I'm sleeping, I'm good. And then I wake up and I feel really rested. I am super not allowed to sleep on my back. Apparently, allegedly, I snore <laughs> and my wife will just beat the crap out of me until I roll over on my side. But I started putting a pillow between my knees, too, because it's what is it? It's good for your back or your spine or something. I don't know it what is. it does. What's it do? Heather? <laughs> it is. It's good yeah. for your hips and your back. Absolutely. Well, if you snore, you should look into they. There's a whole other thing you get into. There's like mouth taping that people do. Um, it's supposed to be really good as well. So I haven't got into that yet, but. <laughs> I've got a whole host of issues. <laughs> I need to talk to you both offline to fix all my issues. <laughs> Jessica, you got any other? Yeah, one last kind of fact that's been on my mind. I'm not sure where this is airing, but it is Heart Health Month. It's February, um, and I'm actually doing a presentation at work tomorrow regarding heart health. So recently, just something that I think is kind of important and it's been overlooked, we look at the American Heart Association, right, for like how to prevent cardiovascular disease since it's the number one cause of death in the U.S. Um, and they actually recently added sleep to like 
the essential eight is what they call it of like ways to prevent that ways to prevent heart disease. So we do actually see an increased risk of heart disease, you know, um, stroke, heart attack, high blood pressure, things like that with like chronic lack of sleep. So just kind of one thing it's been on my mind lately, just because the time of year that it is, but that was something I found out that I thought was really interesting. Um, you know, again, just the more we learn about sleep and how crucial it is from making progress in the gym to preventing long-term diseases and chronic diseases. Yeah. So incredibly important. And, you know, there's no better time than to address issues with your sleep than right away. So, um, hopefully these tips are going to be helpful to some listeners out there. Go, you know, go get your blood work, go talk to a hormone specialist, um, talk to somebody who knows what they're doing and, and get this stuff fixed, man. Life's too short to be exhausted all of the time and you're leaving gains on the table. So get good sleep. Is that our call to action? Get good sleep. Yeah, get good sleep. That's going to be our like slogan now. That's right. I'm gonna say now. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. If, pe- yeah, heck yeah. Um, if people have questions, Heather, where can people find you on Instagram to ask you questions about sleep? Uh, my handle is at Dr. Heather Morales. Yes. Go hit up Heather. Uh, and Jessica, where can people find you if they have any questions? Yeah, my handle is at the Marvelous Mrs. Mays. Um, kind of spin on the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. If you guys have seen that show, it's hilarious. If not, highly recommend it. <laughs> but it's spelled just like it sounds. So the Mrs. does have the, the period as well. <laughs> Heck yeah. I'll tag them both in the show notes. Listeners, go get some good sleep. As always, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. Heather and Jessica, thanks for jumping on this week. Super appreciate it. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah, thanks for having us. Listeners, we will talk to you guys next week.